his cabin for a wrap to lend her, a green and black tartan shawl. They debarked in San Francisco. In the crush of people, she got into a carriage, and he lost sight of her. She should have been easy to find. There were so few women in San Francisco. Fewer still were beautiful. He sent inquiries to all the hotels. None had a Madame Christophe registered. He asked everyone he knew, he spoke of her everywhere, but could say only that she was a widow from New Orleans, that her eyes didn't match, and that she had his shawl. He was forced to depart for Mexico, where he would conduct negotiations concerning the new Almadane mine, without seeing her again. In the 1850s, most of the people who made up San Francisco's society had once been, or still were, distinctly disreputable. In 1855, when Belle Cora, a popular madame, inadvertently caused the murder of a United States marshal simply by assuming she could sit in that part of the theater occupied by respectably married women, it was not always so easy to explain why one person was top-hole and another was not. But Mrs. Nora Radford's case was simple. Her husband had died owing everyone money. Her conversation, she overheard young Mrs. Putnam say, was interesting enough, only there was too much of it. This observation was as hurtful as it was inaccurate. She had always been considered rather witty, Mrs. Putnam and everybody else knew that she was more surprised than anyone by her husband's debts. She refused to blame him for any of it. In fact, she was impressed. How clever he must have been to have fooled them all. And she was touched. How hard he must have worked to give her such a sense of security, much harder than if he'd actually had money. Forty years of marriage, and he'd never once let it slip. She moved into rooms and missed her husband hourly. Her new home was in the country, overlooking a graveyard. This was not as dismal as it might sound. She had a curtained bed and a carved dressing table. The cemetery was filled with flowers. On a warm day, the scent came in on the sunshine. The boarding house was called Geneva Cottage. Her landlady was a tireless southern woman named Mrs. Ellen Smith. Mrs. Smith took in laundry and worked as housekeeper for Selim Woodworth, a wealthy San Francisco businessman. It was Mr. Woodworth who had suggested the arrangement to Mrs. Radford. Mr. Woodworth was a prominent philanthropist, a kind and thoughtful man, whose marked attentions to her after her husband's death in contrast to the disregard of others, vouched for his quality. My, Mrs. Smith, he said warmly, she works hard and makes canny investments. I don't know why she continues on as my housekeeper. Perhaps her fortunes have been so vagarious she can never be secure. But she is a wonderful woman, as devoted to helping the unfortunate as she is to making a living in the world. That's where her money goes. He tipped his hat, continued his way down the little muddy track that was Market Street. 
Mrs. Radford hoisted her heavy skirts, their hems weighted with birdshot as a precaution against the wind, and picked her way through the mud. She took his advice immediately. Mrs. Radford's initial impression of her landlady was that she was about thirty years old. In fact, this fell somewhat short of the mark, but also that she was beautiful, which was accurate. The first time Mrs. Radford saw her, she was sitting in a sunlit pool on the faded brocade of the parlor sofa. In Mrs. Radford's mind, she always retained that golden glow. You'll find me here when the sun is shining, Mrs. Smith told her. I never will get used to the cold. It seems to get colder every year, Mrs. Radford agreed. The words came out too serious, too sad. There was an embarrassing...